hey, just a quick heads up, everybody. We had a little bit of technical difficulty recording this episode, uh, and uh, Michelle's side of the recording is going to sound a little bit different to you than it usually does. It's still very listenable. I don't think you're going to have any trouble understanding the conversation. Uh, just wanted to make sure you know that it's not anything going on with your equipment or anything. Uh, we'll make sure everything is back to normal for the next episode. Thank you for checking us out. Here you go. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is Michelle, and who's here with me? It's JD. Hello! It's JD. It's always JD. And Every it's single always time. Michelle. Always. We are the two. We are the we of We Watch Shudder. So, hello. The two who are as welcome. one. You ever see that movie, two. Sorceress? Nope. Oh, God, Michelle, I'm going to have to introduce you to this at some point, but let's not get off track this early Every on in the episode. Every time you say that, I wind up hating it, bro. Oh, yeah, I. this is a totally different kind of I have to introduce you to this, I promise. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Yeah, you've said that I before, too. I, I currently have Friday the 13th Part 8 Jason Takes Manhattan pause, so. Oh, nice. How far into it are you? Um, halfway ish. Um, and he is not in Manhattan. Nope. Title is lie. <laughs> no, like, he this sure is isn't. all about Manhattan. Here's all these opening shots of Manhattan. Just kidding. It's about a lake. <laughs> a river, yeah. actually. I mean, yeah. It's sort oh, of like oh a, a... I'm so sorry that I got my body of water mistaken in this movie about a man who drowned when he was a child and now wears a hockey mask. And has uh, his to... rotten spine sticking out of his back. Yeah, yeah it's pretty great. <laughs> I prefer Jason X. I can tell you that for sure. Uh, well. So what we do, guys, is we watch Shudder. That's why the show is called We Watch Shudder. We talk about Sometimes original... Sometimes we watch ex- bad 80s movies. Yeah, we watch a lot of stuff, guys, and that's going to play oh, into the so future much. of our show. Who's? What do I, what? Well, we'll talk about that some other time. Anyway, uh, we, uh, we watch original and exclusive new releases from Shudder. They put out a whole bunch of them. Uh, when they don't have a new release, we talk about older movies that they've released and sometimes other things. As it turns out, there is a new movie this week. What's it called, Michelle? Night of the Hunted. Night of the Hunted. Not to be confused with Night of the Hunter, which was, uh, I believe, uh, remade as... Uh, Wait, what is the connection between Night of the Hunter and Cape Fear? I can't get down this rabbit hole. Save us, Michelle. I was going to say, uh, no, we're not doing that. Night of the Hunted. We are solely talking about this 23, 2023 movie without any other outside influences being brought into it because then we will go down a rabbit hole. So just right. the 2023. Right. So it, not to be confused with the 1980 French film of the same name, The Night of the Hunted. Okay, well, we're talking about it. Uh, should I read the shutter description? Yeah, why don't you do that? Uh, tell these people what this movie is about. Yeah, okay. So, <clears throat> Night of the Hunted. When Alice stops at a remote gas station at night, she's made the plaything of a crazy sniper with a secret vendetta. To survive, she must figure out who wants her dead. Night of the Hunted, a Shudder original. 
Night Katie, of the Hunted. Like to hit us with your spoiler free thoughts? Yeah, um the, Oh no. This is a hard movie to talk about. Uh ah, because hard. what? Nothing. I'm a child. Oh. <laughs> um I think the people who made this movie had the best of intentions. And I think what they intended, what they attempted, is a very far cry from what they achieved. Uh... This is a real hard movie to talk about without getting into the spoilers, so that's about the best I can tell you. Um, and because my skull ratings are always uh, about my experience with the film and not necessarily a reflection of... I think it's well made. I think there are some good things in here, but there are other things that are just like, oof, guys, ugh. And we'll, you'll understand, but um, I don't know. Because, I again, I do think the, the intention was good. I don't think this was meant to be exploitational to any degree. Uh, and because there are things in it that I thought were really effective. Uh, three skulls? Oh, after all that, I expected it to be way lower. Are, are you comfortable with the three? Uh, are you being true to your heart? And think had a song about that. Would Justin Timberlake <laughs> approve of a three? Well, I don't know, Michelle. I, I, I think I'm going to... I literally just got done watching this movie. Maybe I should reserve my rating of this until after we're able to discuss it. Because I literally just got it. done with it like 10 minutes ago. And so... Uh, because, again... They, man. We'll, we'll revisit. This is one that we yeah. will come back to yeah. talk about the rating. Uh, the reason I'm pushing back on your three is because I landed on the side of a three... But I don't think that I disliked it as much as it sounds like you did. It was just a story that I've heard before. And again, like you said, there's a lot that I can't talk about without getting did, into yeah. spoiler territory. Um, I waffled as well. No, I, I well, and I think the reason I'm, I'm coming down on a three, uh, at least in my initial uh, examination, is, uh, like I said, I, I want to be like, I didn't dislike everything here. There are large chunks of this movie that I think are really effective and really well done. And then there are these parts where people talk about agreement. things. <laughs> yeah, I think we're in agreement. Let's go ahead and get into the spoiler yeah. section. Um, I really just want to dig in. So, listener, if you're out there and you want to see this movie before we tell you what happens... You should probably go do that. What are you doing yeah. here, you silly goose? Jenna. Uh, uh, Jenna has specifically requested that I stop calling her out for uh, <laughs> listening to the episodes before uh, watching the movie. Because lately, she has been taking our advice and pausing and going to watch the movie when Good. it sounds like something she'd like. So uh, I do want to point Jenna. out. I will call uh, you out less. Something that I, I did want to make sure to point out uh, before we get into the spoiler section here. Um, uh, I think it's important also to note that so far as horror content, this is mm. this is very horror, horror adjacent. adjacent, right? There's some there there's violence in this. Uh, there is some startling stuff. Uh, but from a horror sort of like fear perspective, uh, I think you might be like it, it, it doesn't go into real deep 
sort of I think more people will be able to handle this than necessarily might think they can is what I'm trying to say. You're correct. It is not yeah. very horror-y. Right. It uh, ew, man, it's violent. Holy shit. <laughs> well, let's talk about the violence in the spoiler section, which we are now yes. officially in. You have Night had of your the Hunted, written and directed by Frank uh, Calfoon, is a French fellow. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a quick summary. Do There's it. There's a lady. Her name's Alice. She is having an affair with her uh, coworker, and she's going to a fertility clinic, and the coworker is driving her there. And then he runs out of gas, so they stop at a gas station, but she's not finding an employee. And then it turns out there's blood everywhere, so she knows something's up, and then she gets shot in the arm, so now she really knows something's up. And then her coworker walks in, and he's dead now, so yep, something's definitely up. Something is going on. And then it turns out that there's an emotional vampire on the other side of a walkie-talkie, and he wants to talk to her about all his life's problems because he doesn't have a diary or a therapist. He should probably get both. And he, instead of either of those, he kills people until the tables are turned and Alice kills him and his head goes squish in front of a little child who will definitely not be damaged forever by that. The end. <laughs> the emotional vampire on the other end of the walkie-talkie fucking broke me. Oh my Good. god, <laughs> Michelle! I have, before we go any further, I do have to say, uh, your uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, impromptu plot summaries of these movies is very quickly becoming possibly my favorite part of this podcast <laughs> that we do. <laughs> Um, God, yeah. That... Do not tell me that man is not Colin Robinson. Oh name God! I have finally learned enough that I stopped calling him Colin Peterson. <laughs> yeah, so um, this uh... he's such a Colin Robinson. Uh, so yeah, let's. I mean, let's get right into it. I, I here's what okay. I'm gonna guess. Uh, well, I guess I, from your description there, it's kind of obvious. Uh, so <laughs> when this movie is like crazy thriller violent action and it's doing that part of what it is uh i really enjoy this uh so Same. like like there's a lot of like yeah. like it i think effectively creates uh at least in my mind uh the feeling of what it would be like to be at a gas station in the middle of the night out in the middle of nowhere and suddenly some dude just starts fucking sniping at you right i thought that was all really good but oh, those dialogue segments over the walkie-talkie, Michelle. Yeah. Oh, and uh, so yeah. Tell me, specific, like, like, give me your impression of these characters. And I think, I think, what I want to ask you is just overall, like, what do you think this movie was trying to say? Yeah. So. Mm, there's obviously two really big characters. That would be Alice and the emotional vampire who is trying to shoot her. Um, and so Alice is off the bat not really likable. We don't know a lot about her except that she is cheating on her boyfriend or something along those lines and kind of unashamed about it. And then she has no other personality traits. So then when she starts getting shot at and she's making kind of frustrating decisions, it just kind of goes downhill of like oh my god I don't know this lady all I know is that she has an affair partner and now she's driving me crazy with the way that she is trying to survive in this situation um so we don't really get to know anything and then unfortunately 
with the only those two things as our kind of introduction, it's just kind of like, okay, well, I, I'm not really rooting for you, except I am rooting against anybody who decides to snipe people in a gas station. So I guess we're on the same side. And then the guy on the, the walkie-talkie, all of the beginning part, even though it was a movie where I was like, I'm going to have to be okay with people making dumb decisions. I just have to be okay with that. And also, this is not like a brand new concept. So if I can get over those things, I'm fine. And there's a guy on the walkie-talkie, which she completely believes is this dude's husband. And come on, lady, have you never seen a horror movie? Are you not watching this horror-adjacent film that we're watching you in? Because Before, uh, <coughs> before well, we move past that, because this mm-hmm. is a legitimate moment. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, while we, I was watching that scene when she finds the walkie-talkie and starts talking to them, I was literally in the process of typing and preparing to send you a message that said, if it turns out that this dude on the walkie-talkie is the guy shooting at her and she didn't immediately assume that, I'm going to be so mad. And literally yeah. as I was typing it is when he reveals to her uh, like, I was so worried they were going to try and play that walkie-talkie thing out through the entire movie, or that was going to be a big part of, like, you know, what's going on here. And I was, like, mm-hmm. I, I like three lines into this guy t- talking to her, and I'm like, this is definitely the dude <laughs> on, with the gun on the billboard. Yeah, he's saying too much that she hasn't revealed yeah. to him, like, oh, you're there with this guy? Like, she never said that to him. So I think it's, like, very apparent to us, at least. And maybe they were trying to be clever and letting us in on it, but instead it was frustrating. Yeah, and and so I I do think, Michelle, when Mm -hmm. we talk about frustrating behavior, I do think, to a certain extent, I understand some of it because I I don't know how clear-thinking I would be if I was in a gas station at the middle of the night and all of a sudden somebody started taking pot shots at me out of nowhere. I would probably make some real dumb decisions is all I'm saying. Uh, Would you think that a person speaking very calmly to you on a walkie-talkie next to a woman's dead body was probably that woman's husband? Uh, I I don't know what I would think. I think I would be too terrified. You're to... giving Alice too much credit. I, Frustrating. I Continue. Frustrating. Especially because later on she's supposed to be like very innovative in how she's trying to get out of this situation, but she makes a lot of bad mistakes at the beginning, like trying to use her hands to reach out and grab her phone instead of like grabbing a broom or something, you know, something like that could extend and wait so that he doesn't see you actively going for the phone and have time. So. Lots of frustrating stuff. And I really like the beginning of this once I get past that. And like, this isn't going to be a brand new innovative thing that I'm going to be 100% like fully in love with. And I've accepted that there will be things that I dislike about it. Um, So all of that said, then it, it just turns into this guy talking, giving her so many reasons and at the end it's clear that they did want this to be ambiguous and like the reason doesn't really matter you know we never know the real reason but it's just not fun to listen to it wasn't exciting i was like this guy just thinks that he's really exciting i've dated these dudes i'm not interested in listening to them killing women in a gas station it was a lot yeah, um, and that was a big part of where this movie went awry for me, is uh, is 
very it's a complex combination of factors, uh, I think. Um, because like I'm listening to this guy talk, and he starts talking in like within two sentences, you're like, okay, he's this crazy MAGA Tea Party Proud Boys whatever kind of dude. Uh, but then also, like, out of nowhere, he also starts talking about, like, like, leftist, anti-capitalist, sort of, like, giant, anti-giant corporation rhetoric, and and that sort of thing, and it's like, okay, well, like, what, if the point that I was supposed to take from this is that, oh, we can't just make assumptions about somebody from, uh, you know, assumptions about their whole character from individual things about them, and we can't think that we know their entire story. Um, okay, cool, but uh, this is a very... is It also deals, then, with very current, uh, very specific modern issues, and... My problem with that argument is exactly what it has been for a long, long time, uh, which is that there are certain things about a person where once you know them, frankly, I don't give a shit what the rest of their person, like, you know what I mean? Like, there are certain things that are exist on another, and I just didn't know like, if I was supposed to sympathize with this guy or just flat-out hate him, and I feel like the movie was trying to say something bigger and making a point that I just personally don't agree with. Uh, I, I don't yeah. think necessarily what the movie was trying to say with that character is is just something that I, I, I'm on board with at all. I mean, I kind of agree with you that at a certain point, I'm just not going to like a person regardless of anything else. Like if they're sitting on a billboard shooting people in a gas station, I'm right. probably not going to be on board. Right. That's one of those characteristics where I'm like, oh, we can't be friends. This yeah, is good. But it, it also um, seemed like a, like a certain amount of like, oh, there's good and bad on both sides. And oh, both I know sides exactly what you were saying. And it's I was attempting like, to make a joke. Yeah. No, I, I and so I just uh, uh I don't know. I oh. those parts of it just took me out so completely that uh uh I I had like again when they when it, when it's just playing uh as a, a a tense thriller about a wild situation that you might suddenly find yourself in uh, I really actually enjoyed it. I thought, uh, you know, I think like you said, not reinventing the wheel in any way at all, but really effectively done. Uh, I just, uh, and I think, again, I don't think they were doing anything malicious here, right? Like, I don't think this is somebody, you know, trying to, to get some weird propaganda in front of people, uh, especially uh, knowing that the director is, is French. I think this is maybe just you know, another culture's uh, sort of generalized perspective and just sort of using those elements to kind of build a story. I don't think there was, like, I, again, I think they had the best of intentions here with what they were trying to say. It just, it went awry for me on so many levels. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you were right, Michelle. Maybe the way I'm talking about this, I think maybe my score needs to be a two and not a three. 
Good. I'm glad I got you to lower your score. Uh, mine will stay at a three. Um, the parts where he is just a mysterious sniper, all of that, despite not thinking Alice is a very likable character, I still, during those parts, was kind of rooting for her and kind of still in it. And I thought, um, even though she was making some dumb decisions, I was interested in all of that. Basically, the parts where she's not interacting with the walkie-talkie, I am fine with. But oddly enough, like you said, it kind of seems like they were trying to throw a lot of like, oh, who is it? It could be anybody um, into the idea of this sniper guy. But the more that he talked and the more he became like his reasonings became less known, the less I cared. It was kind of the right. opposite, where if he had been more of a, a silent guy and we never figured out anything, that would have been preferential to me than him saying so much and arguing with her constantly. Yeah, and, and I, there was, there was also that moment where it felt like like they were trying to uh, to make him almost like an anti-hero in a way uh, with that scene where uh, he finally gets her to open up and talk about like there's that quote where she's like, I'm not having an affair because I'm in love. I'm having an affair because I'm in pain. And she has that big emotional moment. Like, uh, like is that what I'm supposed to take from this? Is like, yeah, this guy is an insane murderer. But, you know, also he, he did this thing and he, he definitely got her to to open up in a way that she maybe needed to really badly. I don't care. He's a fucking killer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't. Uh, so all of that was just, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and like, ooh, who is he? What's his motivation? It, it just, it's so much that I just, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I wish this had stayed just a much more mysterious, like, uh, uh, dude, uh, on the billboard. Speaking of the billboard, uh, what did you think I of love that? The billboard. I yeah. I thought that that was. I I don't know. I I don't think like the message. I could have cared too much about. They could have had like a cow on that billboard, but just the way that it's so bright against such a back foreboding background, and they know that's where he is, but they can't see him, and the brightness kind of would make that harder as well. So despite being very lit up, he's impossible to see. Um, I loved every time that they were like, fuck, we know he's up there, but we cannot see him. He can't be anywhere else. So despite this being a very bright beacon out there, I it's not helpful to me. I really, really like that that choice. And they, they could have had the We Do Cows billboard that we have uh, on our interstate in the area. That's actually <laughs> and part of what like, I want to... Uh, so that's my follow-up question then. What does it say on mm -hmm. the billboard? God is nowhere. Or does it say God is now here? Ooh. Or does it say both things? Ooh. I thought it was just somebody who's bad at graphic design. Right. Right, it's, yeah. Well, it's, uh, oh it, man, is that the story? It didn't that register God? with me right God. away because I also immediately assumed God is nowhere. But it's such a bright, happy billboard, uh, and I was like, "That's so." Like, who would put up a billboard that just says God is nowhere? And no, that's when it hit it. me. I was like, "Well, it might also say God is now here," and he that clearly was intentional. Right. Like uh, especially with him being on the billboard and him being this sort of toxic male uh, sort of aggression uh, uh, sort of th uh, thing in a way. 
Uh, and then also just this existentialist nightmare of God is nowhere. Uh, I, uh, I I thought that was actually really interesting. I liked that. Uh, I thought it was clever mm. because, like I said, I immediately went to the existential dread God is nowhere sort of Nietzsche God is dead kind of thing, right? And it was halfway through the fucking movie before it occurred to me that it might be anything else. I never thought that it was anything else. And I think right? that's because I'm the type of crazy person who'd be like, I have billboard buying money. Let's just put something <laughs> out there to cause anxiety. It's the kind of thing that I would do of just like, you're going to die alone is all I would put on a billboard in the middle yeah. of nowhere. And uh, people would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, another thing about this uh, that, again, I was really worried about, but I think they handled it uh, uh, really decently. Uh, I was real anxious once that kid showed up. I was like, man, what are they going to do here and what's going to be the point of it when they do it? Uh, ultimately, I am really glad uh, that the kids survived. Uh, I, I think it's interesting also. I, I mean, it adds a level, at least to some extent, uh, that it becomes very clear that the killer was not going to kill the kid. Uh, uh, even though, you know, before, uh, uh, the, uh, Alice comes back and attacks him. Uh, but again, we get into that moment where Alice is suddenly like freaking out and has his head under the, under the crusher. And, and frankly, uh, they, like the way they're showing the kid just kind of staring. Granted, the kid is staring at horror at watching a dude get his head crushed by an, uh, a hydraulic lift. But I think there's also, it felt to me like they were also trying to have her sort of looking in horror now at Alice, who she just a moment ago thought was the person who was trying to keep her safe. And that again felt to me like like they were trying to push this, this idea of, oh, well, there's bad people and monsters on all sides of the fence. And I'm just like, yeah, but... Fuck that guy. He showed up and started killing people. Like, she did what she thought she had to do to save everybody, right? And yeah, it's going to traumatize that fucking kid, but that trauma is the sole responsibility of that fucking asshole on the billboard with the gun, and I, I, I don't understand why they, they would be trying to push that idea. Maybe it's just something that I'm reading into it that they didn't intend to be there so heavily, but I don't know. It really felt like that was an idea they were trying to push, and those parts really pushed me away from everything else that was going on in this. I had the same reaction, actually, where I thought that they chose such a, a brutal death to try to make her seem like kind of like, oh, she's equally a monster. And I was, no, I didn't buy it either. And right before that moment, he has kind of like what is supposed to be a tender moment with a child of telling her you don't have to be scared anymore. Like, she does. Yes, she does. Yeah, yeah she does. Still, you still killed her grandparents. Uh, you still, yeah. like, cause, like, of course she's going to be scared. Are you kidding she's me? She's fucking traumatized for the rest of her life the moment you exactly. killed her grandparents, you fucking maniac. Exactly. <laughs> so the introduction of the kid didn't really make sense to me. And then with the way that they. Michelle, I got, I, movie, I was, yeah. I was so fucking worried that he was going to kill that kid or that that kid was going to die somehow. I was so fucking Would've worried. Loved it. Because this, frankly. I thought this was going to be edgy. I was hoping. Kill the kid. Yeah. Here's well, and here's where it really set in for me is because she's uh, he asks her like, will you give yourself to save her life? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, tell her to get out of the car and run. 
And I thought mm-hmm. that was where it was going to happen. And I was just like, oh, what the fuck are they doing? Uh, and I'm so glad they didn't do it uh, in, in any way uh, at all. They uh, Like, I'm glad the kid survives. Uh, because, again, like you said, uh, you know, the kid's going to be a fucking mess from the moment you shot her grandpappy, right? Never mind that then you killed her grandmother as well. Like, she watched her granddad's head explode. You know, it's sorry. She's there's no going back from that. Uh, so she watched her grandfather get shot, her grandmother get shot, and then her grandfather reach for his wife as his last dying moment, and then get shot again. Yeah, yeah you already fucked her up potentially worse than death. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I I don't get how you that was need supposed to be, to be a scared anymore. Later. Give me a fucking <laughs> break. She'll never not You're gonna be scared come ever me. again. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that that girl will never not be stations. scared. She's oh. never going to go into a gas station ever again. Never. Do you know how hard her life is going to be? Oh, She's not going to be able to drive. She can't fill up her tank. Gas stations are everywhere. Couple you of ever small. How many gas stations there are? There's there are. Uh, speaking of gas stations, couple of small things oh, no. I noticed about this that I want to talk about. Um, <laughs> did you see the gas prices? On the fucking price sign outside this gas station? I did not. What were they? There were three prices. You know, your cheap gas, your middle gas, and your expensive gas. And then there was actually a fourth one below that I assume was the diesel. But it was in a bright yellow color and I couldn't really make it out. But here were the three gas prices. 685 705 and 715 where the fuck is this? Because Phoenix. don't get don't get me wrong. I mean, we pay uh, uh you know more for gas than ever in my fucking life, but I have never paid seven dollars a gallon for gas. Where is this happening? Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, uh, I could tell that this was definitely Southwest America. Um. I would be surprised if it wasn't because I was like, that is New Mexico and Arizona and those prices I barely bet. <laughs> I, I, I was, was going like, to say, yeah, are they really paying that the much mountains? for gas down there? Am I that out of touch with what's going on in other in places in America? the middle of the mountains, they can do what they want. That's fair. I just yeah. I saw those prices and I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, it didn't even fully register right away. But then I was like, I got to fucking wind this back. What did that? <laughs> fucking signs say i also have no concept of the price of anything so i mean maybe their average prices are two dollars down there i have no idea i don't remember the last time i looked at a gas (laughs) price now that i think about it like i don't remember the last time i checked like my car has needs gas it doesn't matter what it costs i'm stuck paying it i just never look anymore that's fair because i'm like i rarely look anyway sad yeah one other thing uh, that I did want to point out about this that was a little bit of an issue for me, but ultimately not so much. It was more of just a, a nitpick. Um, this guy's uh, ability to use, like, like his sniping ability, uh, like, seems to vary, like, how good of a shot he is seems to vary based on what they need to happen in the scene. Like, there are times where he is just fucking crack shot. Right, like when he fucking blasts her cell phone through the door from the billboard, right as she's reaching yep. out for it, 
she throws a bag of chips up in the air and it's up there for like yeah. half a second and he blasts it. And then there's the time where she's running away from the car right out in broad light of the canopy in open space. And this fucking military sniper pops off like 15 shots or whatever and barely gets her in the leg with the last one. Come on. <laughs> I did have to Google gas prices, by the way, and yeah. uh, they're only around five fifty. Yeah, me, that's where are these dollars. guys buying this gas? <laughs> that's basically seven dollars. Oh, so. and then also, uh, here's a question that I was just reminded of uh, by some of the pictures on IMDb. Uh, why did he just let her put all those umbrellas up? When I she know, put, right? When, when he she knows put where the she first is. one up, he knows where she is. Why didn't he just yeah. pop through that umbrella? I, I, there are little things like that that, yeah, I mean, I, again, the more I talk about it, the more I, I definitely want to give this a two. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad we, uh, we did that. Uh, again, I thought they like, were going to do a, a bonkers reveal that he was the husband. Yeah, the I did think that. Uh, also, so like, uh, like, what's the, the point of, like, it seems like they were trying to drive something home because she's like, like, why the fuck is she so obsessed with seeing this dude's face? Because that really felt to me like the only moment where there was any suggestion that this was in any way about... Like, I definitely got the impression through the entire movie that this was just a fucking crackpot and it had nothing... Like, he has that line right at the end where he's like, oh, maybe my husband or maybe your husband hired me to kill you or maybe I'm just some psychopath. Uh, I think he was just some psychopath, and I never at any point whatsoever thought this guy was specifically there to specifically kill her was any part of this story. Especially because they show up and the gas station attendant is already dead. They did uh, have the gas leaking out of the car, and the guy insisted that he had filled it the night before, so are they kind of implying this guy had already shot out the gas right. tank to, like, make them stop? Like, okay. It, it's so, but it would have been so convoluted. Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad that they never solidified that, but it is, again, just another thing of, like, who was this guy where we... I think it's meant to leave you questioning just that kind of stuff, themselves. but like, ugh. Yeah. Because they, yeah. it does seem like, oh, he's out of gas because he didn't fill it, or he did fill it last night, but now he has a hole in the tank, and so they knew he would have to stop here because they knew the route that he was going to take uh, to get to the fertility clinic. Um, okay. Yeah, but it's just a little too convoluted for yeah, me. Yeah, that's a level that I didn't uh, I didn't read here, so I'm glad you pointed that out. Uh, that's uh, okay. I'm not glad I pointed it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, and again, I want to be clear. This is just uh, rating uh, from my experience uh, on the movie. I do think it was well made. The tension moments are fucking great. Uh, typically, uh, I'm not a big uh, gun scares, like like gun violence thriller kind of person. Uh, it's a big part of why like the the Purge movies don't work for me very well. Uh, is, uh but this uh, I thought was really effective, and I have to be honest with you, uh, this is like a very specific personal anxiety situation. Like I for those sequences where she's just like hiding behind a thing waiting to get shot at that's the thing that i'm very terrified of 
Uh, sometimes I'm just like, oh, fuck, wouldn't it be wild if somebody just started popping off with a gun in here? Uh, I, I, that, so that was, that was really getting to me specifically, those sequences, really well done. If somebody just started popping off with a gun in a gas station at 3 in the morning and be like, oh, finally, please take me. <laughs> I am ready for the next world. Oh, Michelle, you're not that goth. Not yet. Not I'm, I'm going yet. through my goth phase in my mid-30s. It's not a phase, Dad. It's not a get phase. Some piercings. I would love more piercings, but I can't. Paint your face white. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically what my foundation is anyway, because I'm pale AF. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole culture based on the aesthetic of Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Oh, Just, uh, my entire personality based off Johnny Depp with Scissorhands. Oh, okay. Well, guys, that's. Well, I, think it's clear uh, I, I don't we have, have much, more to say. I don't have much else to say about this movie, Michelle. Do you? No, I just want to get back to reading my book. Wait, reading your book? I thought you were watching uh, Friday the 13th, Part 8. Jason you Takes know Manhattan. Task. Yeah. I, I'm halfway through Friday the 13th, Part 8, and then I'm also uh, reading Out There Screaming, Out Here Screaming, whatever the At Jordan the same Gilbert time? Is. Yeah. Do you think I'm going to devote my full attention to Jason, Part 8? No. Well... Well, I guess say goodnight, Michelle. Hang on, I feel so judged right now. <laughs> Jason Part 8 does not deserve 100% of my attention. It deserves was... like 40% and 60% is on my book. And the book is scaring me more than any movies have recently. It should just be 100% towards the book. You're right. I was just but I was just I'm trying to engineer a weird moment, Michelle. That's all I, I was know, trying to works. do. I know, it works. Don't and judge you me. ruined it. You ruined it. I have it. too much media to consume. I watched a movie on two times speed on Netflix earlier because I just wanted it to be over. The Strangers from 2008, <laughs> you know, you could which just I still stop dislike. it and not finish it if it's that bad, right? No, because then what if there is a good moment? A single good moment is not worth all those other bad moments, Michelle. No, I, I'd already seen it, so I had to see it again and see if there was anything I was missing. And there was 30 minutes till the end, and Liv Tyler was just crying so much. But <laughs> I just had to, like, keep it on just in case. I That's still fair. didn't like it. I, I'm sorry. I ruined it. For the record, I do not do that very often where I fast forward through movies. Even less often, I turn them off. Um, I do try to give enough attention to provide a judgment of things well but, i'm so oh god she was i'm just so fucking so old that uh the the concept of watching a movie at one and a half or two times speed is something that doesn't ever even occur to me like i i i will completely forget that that's even an option the moment we're done recording this episode because wow. it's just How never been a part YouTube of stuff it's never been yeah. a part of my uh my existence uh, uh so i just never it never registers. It came so late in my development of how I do things. Interesting. That's how I do all my YouTube videos, unless it's like a short film, but I watch a lot of like documentaries and shit where I don't need to spend a full amount wild. of time. Make this shorter. I can't wait until directors just decide to make the choice of like, people don't have time for this shit and they just make it two times speed. Like this movie would just be 45 minutes. That would be great. Can't wait you know for those they, days to come up. Instead of doing that, you know what they could do? Just fucking trim the fat out of their scripts and make shorter movies. <laughs> it will be shorter when it's two times speed. 
Right, this but it'll movie on sti- two times speed would be hilarious. It'll still be way too. Oh God! How are we still talking this far into the? I don't. Episode? I don't know. Okay, we, guys, we thank can you. Be done. We th- can be done. Uh, thank you, by <laughs> the way, for for sticking with us through Spooktober uh, with all of our our shorts. Uh, we're almost uh, to the end. We got three weeks down. We got one more full week, and then a couple of days left to go. Uh, what's the new release next week, Michelle? The new release is, well, Hell House LLC on Tuesday, which I'm very excited about. And When Evil Lurks is our Friday release, which uh, I've heard it's, such it's good things about. It's not this coming Tuesday. Michelle, it's not this coming Tuesday. It's next Tuesday, yeah, the 31st. I know. Next Tuesday would be the 31st to me. No, next Tuesday this is the 24th. Tuesday. No, that's only four days away. Next Tuesday would be 12 days. No, 11 days away. That's an interesting way to perceive time, but that's this okay. This Tuesday, this Tuesday is the upcoming one. Next Tuesday is the one after the upcoming one. See, to me, this Tuesday and next Tuesday are the same Tuesday because the this coming Tuesday is the next Tuesday. Well, you're wrong. Hashtag girl math. Okay, say goodnight, okay. JD. Good night, JD. We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media, your home for all of today's Rat Factoryist podcasts. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of We Watch Shudder are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Rat Factory Media. But wait, aren't Rat Factory Media and We Watch Shudder the same people? Shut your cake hole, Charlie. Nobody asked you. We Watch Shudder is available free on all major podcast platforms, and the easiest way to support We Watch Shudder is also free. Just leave a rating and review on your platform of choice. Merge your consciousness with ours on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We're at We Watch Shutter on all those social media platforms. Or find us the old-fashioned way on the web at WeWatchShutter.com or by email at mail at WeWatchShutter.com. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail at 701-566-9510. No, seriously, 701-566-9510. Try it if you dare.